Welcome, everybody, to the Building Ehrensburg podcast. I'm Thomas Ehrensburg. And I'm Catherine Ehrensburg. Today, we're talking about nostalgic things, all the 1980s and 1990s nostalgia. Because right now, in my Netflix and Hulu and podcast feed, there are just, just every imaginable piece of nostalgia. And in my YouTube feed as well, people are sending me stuff that just makes me feel nostalgic for my childhood. And I've been sharing a lot of them with Thomas. And then some of them I've been sharing, you know, not sharing them with anybody, but maybe my Instagram audience. Um, but one that I just got sent the other day, like really put me over the top and I knew we had to talk about it was um, on the masked singer. That's hard to say into a microphone, the masked singer, um, which is a TV show uh, contest, a singing contest. But the singers, whoever's singing has a big costume on and you can't see who it is. And it's always way bigger than life. And so, um, you have to guess who the person or people are that are singing. Yeah. And as soon as the person sent it to me, I said, it has to be Hanson because the person that sent it to me would only send it to me if it was Hanson. <laughs> because Hanson is one of my favorite bands from, I don't even know if they're 80s and the 90s. They're, kind not, of, they're 90s. They're 90s. Yeah. The 80s and 90s just string together for me. Yeah. So here's, for us, the 80s, we were both born in the early 80s. So the 80s for us would have been like ages 0 to 10-ish, 0 oh, to 8-ish, right. yeah, kindergarten, so first grade. Hanson would have been like, what, 7th, 8th yeah. into high school maybe? I think school, maybe? most of what you are calling the 80s is typically the 90s. Probably the 90s. It's early 90s. <laughs> but there's tons of stuff I remember from the 80s, I think. It's probably early 90s, but okay. go ahead, let's hear what you got. All right, so, well, first of all, if you want to go back and listen to um, the th- the group that we think, I, look, we don't watch this show, actually. Someone sent me a YouTube clip of the show, The Masked Singer, with possibly the Hanson. So they may have already solved this mystery by now. They may have already guessed who it is. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't right. even know what season it's from. But if you um, go on YouTube and you look up Russian Dolls um, Masked Singer, it will come up with the particular um, uh, song that I'm talking about. It's a Michael Jackson song. What song were they singing? I don't remember. Um Man in the Mirror? Maybe? Yes, it was Man in the Mirror. Oh, gosh, you guys. Okay, so, and, you know, if we just want to delve into the handsome love a little more, what I love so much about the masked singer um, using them and putting them in is that people can be super impressed by the voices that they have because they are extremely talented. Yeah. And I feel like people pigeonhole them from the 90s, from their bop days, and that's, like, all anyone ever remembers. They have yeah. super-duper fans, and then they have the people who are like, uh, Hanson, uh, mm, bop. Yeah. But you guys, mm, if you listen to their music, they are very good mu- musicians and they're extremely good singers. Yeah, they're really good singers. They're very talented. And so don't don't discount Hanson. I shouldn't have even told you who it was. I should have just told you to go onto YouTube and look for the Russian doll singers, Man in the Mirror. On We're not singers. sure. We're not sure. We're not sure it's Hanson, but you listened right. to it. You thought it was Hanson. I listened to it. I thought it was Hanson. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. So we're pretty sure it's handsome. But it's extremely impressive. Okay, so <laughs> that being said, what were we going to move on to next, would you say? you Well, you said you had more things, and I was like, I'm pretty sure they're 90s, but go ahead. I mean, Hanson was 97. I, I Googled it before we started. Well, I'm thinking Alf. Was Mbop Alf 90s? was 97. Okay. okay, so here's the thing. I don't think you watched Alf when Alf was coming out. I think you watched it. Did they play like, reruns of Alf? Syndicated Alf. I don't know. Syndicated Alf. I don't even know. <laughs> I, I don't know, but I would bet Alf is eighties. But I'm thinking not nineties. Um, so I'll yeah, I'll give you I'll give you Alf. But okay, so I'm thinking Alf. I'm thinking Punky Brewster. I'm thinking Rainbow Bright, Care Bears. Um, those are all eighties, aren't they? Those were all when uh, I was a really see. little kid. 
Elf aired from 86 to 90. Ooh, So late man. 80s. So what you're saying is that my consciousness only really came to be in the 90s, probably. Well, how much stuff would you remember from when you were in kindergarten? You know, like, if these are, like, strong memories of yours, they're not from kindergarten or before. Yeah, and so that's that's the whole thing. So speaking of that, that's a really good segue into this documentary that we just... Oh, Punky Brewster was in the mm-hmm. 80s. It okay. was... Um, first episode was 84, and it ran... Until 88. Oh, man. It was only four years? Yeah. Wow. Okay, so that's what I was going to get to, is that we just watched this uh, documentary with Salil Moon Fry, who is the star of Punky Brewster. She was the, the seven-year-old that was in that show. Right. She was Punky. And she just did a documentary basically about how during that time that she was a child star, um, she carried around a video camera, a camcorder with her at all times, which was well, way before a cell phone. Well, this was not when she was a child star. When she was, this is like when she was a teenager is mm, when she started carrying around No, she camera. started carrying it around when she was like 9 or 10. I mean, she was. it was pretty early oh. on. Like, she was first video camera, early, early on filmographer. At least that's what I thought she was saying. Um, she, now I she, got the impression that they, they were teenagers in like the video, the home videos that she had. They looked like. At least the people she was hanging out with looked like well, those were later. She may not have been a teenager. That was when she moved to New York. But okay, so let's let me start over. What's the name of the documentary? It's something nineties, I think. Anyway, we need to get you the name of the documentary so we can um, tell you what it is, so you can go watch it yourself. But for a while, I was thinking, what's the purpose here? What are we talking about? You know, what is what's what's the purpose of her doing this whole documentary? And it's basically her um, with all of her videotapes from all of those years, you guys. To know the dedication it would have taken to carry around a camcorder and record everything during that time and age or whatever was a huge undertaking. And basically yeah. what she did was she saved all the tapes. She recorded voicemails. Which would have actually been tapes. They would have actually been real yeah. tapes, yes. Like <laughs> cassette tapes in the cases of the... Kid 90. Kid 90 is the name of the documentary, yes. So she took all of these tapes, the videos, the audio, all of it... And just put it in a box for 20 years. And then she, for whatever reason, I don't know if she was always thinking she would do something with it or if she just decided she was going to do something with it. But she pulled them out and started watching them. She'd kept a diary the whole time. And this, this yeah. girl's documentation level was admirable for yeah. sure. Especially for that age. Oh my gosh. That age, do not. And the way she wrote, like she was reading her diary and I thought, wow. Like I'm not even that... I'm not that, uh, and I'm sitting here stumbling over my words now, articulate at 38 as she was when she was 14 and yeah. 15. But, I mean, she's an artist. Hello. You know, so I mean, am I. No, <laughs> not, she's a, she's a, an audiovisual artist. Audi- yeah. Yeah, she's she's impressive. Artist. But, anyway, yeah. so, so all that being said, the, when she finally got down to it, the purpose in all of it was she went back to watch all that stuff to see if her memory of what happened then was actually the memory of what happened then. Did this stuff really happen the way that I thought that it happened? You know, right. you have memories like we just talked about. Yeah. I have memories from the 80s and 90s, and you think, how real are your memories? So she was able to go back and watch all these videos. And you guys, the number of celebrities that she hung out with, like we're talking about Leonardo DiCaprio, Charlie Sheen. Um, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Zach Morris. <laughs> That's not his real name. <laughs> what is his real name? Uh, Paul. 
something something. Mark Goss. Paul Mark Mark Paul. I don't know. It's two of the Whatever. two of the apostles, it's, and it's, then. <laughs> It's Zach Morris. So much easier. You guys know Zach Morris. Anyway, so these are all the teen stars back in those days. It was before paparazzi. It was obviously before cell phones. And so these kids were the only kids out in Hollywood. There were like 20 of them. There wasn't even that many of them. All grown up in Hollywood together. They were all good friends. And it was just like, just a different time. So it was really cool. Um, Anyway, all that being said, what I think is so cool about it is going back to the memory thing that... She just wanted to see, were these relationships, like, did these people love me the way that I remember loving them? Was the was the feeling mutual? And through all of her, um, you know, videos and audio and all this stuff, she was able to, to go back and say, yes, like, the feelings that were there were mutual. Wouldn't that be so cool to be able to go back yeah. and see that? And, yeah. and know for sure? Like, Well, so side note, we did that sort of. Me Who? and my brothers, when we were in college, we had that camera that we took everywhere, and we have two DVDs full of. Yeah, y'all have cool room stuff, which stupid is stupid stuff we did. Yeah, but y'all are just like sitting in the no, cool room. We, that was our life, though. I mean, I we know. didn't go places. Well, let me tell you. So, Little Moon Fry was like, she was getting stuff done. She had she was doing things. Right. It wasn't. I mean, her. we weren't we weren't movie stars. Yeah. Hanging out with other movie stars that had. <laughs> thousands or millions of dollars at our disposal to go hang yeah. out and party and we were yeah well have you gone you've gone back and watched them yes and yes. they're stupider than they're what you remember as them dumb as i remember <laughs> so the memories are the same <laughs> so i was listening to a um a podcast relatively recently about memories and i don't remember exactly what i should have looked it up before we started today um what episode it was but basically they were doing a study is it called the flash? I think I believe it's called the flashlight effect, flash bulb effect. We looked that up for me. Yeah. Um, it's either flash. I think it's flash bulb effect. But basically, it's the idea that it doesn't even matter if it's a super significant historical event that happens to you. We're talking about parents dying. We're talking about nine eleven. We're talking about super super significant things that have happened in your life. And how much your memory distorts them and changes them over time. Um, this particular study was done uh, previous to 9-11, but then they decided that 9-11 would be the perfect time to... Flashbulb memories. Flashbulb memories. Okay. So you guys look that up if you want to learn more about it. And um, Thomas can put the uh, link to the actual podcast in the notes here um, underneath YouTube, wherever you're watching and listening, so you guys can... Um, listen to the same podcast I'm referring to, but basically they took, uh, they started a study previous to 9-11 and then continued it during 9-11 where they interviewed people as 9-11 was happening. Like right after it happened, they said, they asked him like a series of 10 questions, I think. Yeah. There were things like, where were you? What were you doing? Who are you with? You know, some really simple questions. And they had the people write it in their own handwriting and submit it. Well, these study these people who are studying all this um scientists i don't know whatever you want to call them psychologists probably probably. they're collecting all this data and they've got all these people's original documents they ask them those exact same sets of questions a year later three years later five years later ten years later and every single time it changed in a really significant way yeah to the point and the the most interesting thing to me about it was that when they got pretty far down the line i think it was 10 or 15 years later 
they showed the people their original handwriting document that they submitted the day it happened. Yeah. And they were so convinced that their new, their 15 year later story was the correct one. Right. That they thought that someone else had forced their handwriting and wrote the other one. That's how convinced they were that the memory that they had was the correct one. Yeah. And so it's not crazy to think that she went back and had to watch back those videos to go, is this what happened? Is that really what happened? And man, I feel like this era, she did that back in the 80s when no one was doing it. Right now, everyone's doing it. Yeah. So, you know, 20 years, 30 years. Yeah, they're doing it on social media every day. Right, that's what I mean. Instagram, um, even just on your own phone, even people who aren't posting it somewhere are still right. doing it on their own phone. They're taking thousands of pictures. Yeah. They're taking tons of and videos. You look back to your iCloud mm-hmm. or Google. You go, oh, I think so and so has been gone five years, and you go back and spend fifteen. You yeah. know, like you try to you try to wrestle with your memory about when it happened before this event. Like you mark your brain with all these different events, and one happened before the other in sequential order, and just sometimes it just doesn't. Right. So, or even the details like you're talking about. I was with this. I'm. I'm sure I was with this person. Oh yeah. And you know, I, I find myself telling stories all the time, and I'm trying to think about who else was there. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, it's either this person or this person. But it probably I, like, wasn't I even really, the one yeah, of them. It, it may, possibly may have not been right. either one of them. You don't yeah, have don't any recorded history, and sometimes that person, if you go ask them, they may remember it completely differently than you right. do too. Which in the interview they had examples like that. So if you guys are interested in, you know, kind of the nostalgia, there's a ton of '80s nostalgia and '90s nostalgia. I guess it's '90s because that's the name of the pot, the uh, documentary. But Kid '90, Kid '90, yeah. If you want to watch that, it's it's an interesting perspective. I felt like, um, yeah. So it's funny you wanted to watch that because you had so much, so many memories of. I didn't watch Punky Brewster. In fact, I don't. Like, the stuff I watched when I was that little was probably, like, Looney Tunes, maybe Transformers. Mm-hmm. Not, I don't, I there didn't watch an... Punky Brewster. I didn't watch any of, like, the, where they were, like, real people. Yeah. You know, it was always. Cartoony type cartoony stuff. Cartoony stuff. There yeah. was another one called uh, Small Wonder. Do you remember that one? Mm-mm. She was a robot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, They used to, always, she'd always go haywire and they'd have to, like, right. reprogram her little chip in her back. They'd pull open her, she always wore this, like, kind of like a weird apron. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. Super vague memory of that one. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, so that's, that's, that's one of the ones we were watching, too. And then the other one we've been watching recently has been the Britney Spears documentary. Right. Which, Thomas and I don't watch a ton of TV to start with, and we, even, even less watch documentaries probably because they take a pretty big time investment. Usually it's an hour and a half, which is like both of us are asleep on the sofa by the time right. that passes by. Um, we're more of like one episode of Scrubs or one episode of... Something 30, 20, 30 yeah. minutes. Yeah, <laughs> still going to fall asleep during it. Um, so, but man, that was a good one. A really, really good one. And, you know, I don't like documentaries for the for the purpose of just gossipy and learning about someone mm-hmm. else. I like that I'm learning other things at the same time, too. Man, you learn some things about a conservatorship. I didn't even know that was a thing. I guess it makes sense it would exist in the cases like elderly people, I think, is what they explained is Mm -hmm. why they exist. There's another celebrity that's been under uh, conservatorship. Do you remember Amanda Bynes? Yeah. She was under a conservatorship, but hers has gone much differently from what I can understand. Much, much differently. And obviously not as nearly as much in the spotlight. She She was an actor. Oh yeah, she was a child actress as well. 
Yeah, but mm. new, you know, she's younger. Yeah. She's a lot younger. So if you haven't watched um, the documentary called Framing Britney, it's on Hulu. And um, it's about Britney Spears. We're talking about nostalgia here from the 90s for sure. Yeah, well, she was like late 90s and then into the early 2000s is when she was super popular. Mm-hmm. So that's, for me, it's a lot easy to re- easier to remember that. Sure. Than the Punky Brewster. I mean, like I knew that was a TV show and I'm sure I watched it a little bit. Yeah. But Britney Spears, I mean, that's when we were in high school and we were in college. So we were all, you know, that was that was all that was Feels on the news. More... And it's what we were paying attention to. Yeah. You know, when you're in high school and college, you're paying attention to music and pop culture in Let's general. Let's be honest, though. Your jam was the Beatles, no matter what. It was, but like I, I, was I knew out who to Britney, Britney Spears. Yeah, I knew <laughs> who she was, Beatles. obviously. I love our Britney nostalgia. But yeah, that was super eye-opening as far as um, what she was going through in the in the you know behind the scenes stuff and right. the dealing with the paparazzi because you know we were talking about punky brewster then there was no paparazzi and when britney spears was coming up that was yeah maximum paparazzi time where you know i don't what year did um princess diana die was that like 92 no uh, i feel like it was mid 90s okay but yeah, that but was, you remember it was like the same thing. But that her. was over the pond, right? That was over yes. in Europe, and that wasn't really a thing here right. yet, from what I can remember. Um, and then that whole idea came here because we hadn't gotten cell phones yet, so celebrities weren't posting their own stuff on social media. 97. And all this stuff. Oh, 97. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was pretty late in the 90s. Okay. So I just remember them talking about paparazzi. I was like, what the heck is paparazzi? Yeah. You remember I, that? Yeah, like, I, had I had no, no idea, idea what it was either. And then. It wasn't that many years later before we had paparazzi here that right. were really hounding celebrities. Right. And all we knew was we were seeing pictures of what they were doing, but not really what was happening. Because you don't ever, it's like a press conference for a, um, you know, at the White House. And you only see the person that's interviewing in front, you see them in front of the White House. They got a good shot of that, that, uh, journalist they're standing in front of the white house so you can see the white house in the background right. if you zoom back from that right or you turn the camera around right if you turn the camera around there's 30 of them lined up right. there and you you don't see any of that right. because you're only seeing the guy that's on cbs or abc or whatever you know news network you're watching when the reality is you're only hearing what's coming out of his mic but there's background noise everywhere because there's yeah. a bunch of other people and the same mm-hmm. thing was happening you're seeing one picture of Britney Spears, you know, shaving her head or whatever it was, and there was a hundred other people yeah. standing out there. Yeah, that was that that, you know, it, it's crazy too how much um, the media kind of told her story. Like it, she wasn't ever telling the story. At least that's what I gathered from the documentary. It's like she was made out to be this, and this is how I remember too. When I was in high school and college, I remember like she was got super popular. And then just went absolutely nuts. Was that Justin Timberlake? Lost her mind. You kind of knew the high, like the, right. the points, right, on the graph, right, of what was uh, going she, on. Yeah, the Justin Timberlake, and then she had a kid. And yeah, then she went crazy and she lost her kid. Right, and then she was like driving with her kid in the front seat. Right, and it's like okay, this this girl's like just insane. But when they, you know, in the documentary, she doesn't seem so like she seems like. Yeah, maybe she handled it way better than I would have handled right, it. I yeah. can assure you, I would have, I would have taken you, an umbrella. You look at all the things that she's going through, and every little detail of her life is being magnified. Right, like she can't even go take the trash out without a thousand people taking pictures of her. And then what's, what's what was really disturbing to me was uh, how the paparazzi like 
they acted like they were her friend. Yeah. You know, hey, like, how you doing today, Brittany, Brittany? You know, you got anything you know to say to us today? Yeah. They, but I think that that's how they have to sleep at night. They are I getting guess. paid a lot of money to They're get stalkers. the shot. I mean, that's they are essentially what they are. Yeah. They were stalkers, all of them. Yeah. And so they're acting, they're running around acting like they're her best friend. Yeah. And she's just like, leave me alone. Yeah. Like, I, I can't imagine what that would, I would probably go crazy too. I would yeah. absolutely go crazy. But, you know, as we get older too, we're, you know, we're seeing this documentary again. We're seeing a different perspective than we ever saw before. Right. We're learning more and more about it. But also as we're getting older, we're also able to kind of uh, have that empathy for somebody in that position. Because she, she had kids, I think, before we started having kids. Yeah, she did. So, you know, she's kind of. We weren't to that age, so it's always easy. Yeah, I think she's only maybe a couple years older. Yeah, she's than us. almost our same age. Yeah, I think she might be thirty nine and we're thirty eight or something like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she's she's very close to our age, but she obviously is experiencing way different things than we are. And sure. so you're like, you know, back then it was like, oh, you're famous, you should be able to handle it, you know. Right. And you start to see it for something so different right. when you get a little older and have a little perspective and empathy for people. And Lord knows we are, she is in she is from Louisiana, born and raised in Kentwood, Louisiana, and which is a t- tiny little town in Louisiana. I was b- born and raised here in Mobile. You were a different. I don't know how they did it where you were, but that's sometimes you just ride your kid around in the front seat of your car. Like that right. was like the country roads, or not the country roads, but like on your farm or on right. like the dirt road back, you know, in the parking lot of the grocery store. Like she had an explanation for it, which is a g- really good one. But I can tell you, like, you drop our kids in, your, in the front seat sometimes, yeah. or, like, around our little um, cul-de-sac, cul-de-sac and stuff. Yeah. Let them steer the wheel. Now, this is a baby. It wasn't an 8 or 10-year-old sure. kid. But still, like, we're not, it's, people are just are so appalled by something sometimes that are sometimes well, cultural. Like, I mean, the media really took that and kind of ran, like, she's lost her mind. She's holding her kid in the front seat. Like, well, I think the baby was crying or something. They weren't going very far. Yeah. It was, she was worried about the baby. It was, it was, she was worried about the baby. Ultimately, that was her, her side of the story. Um, But anyway, I just, you know, again, just all these documentaries and all these shows and podcasts and things I listen to are bringing back up old subjects that you think you knew and they're kind of telling a different side of the story. And it's bringing up more than just the, the other perspective It's bringing up the whole nostalgia of stuff that was happening when we were growing up. And yeah, like you knew it was happening, but you didn't, you weren't really paying attention. I guess you were forced to pay attention to it because it was in front of you, but mm-hmm. you weren't I really mean, like engaging your mind in. I never had Disney. I never had cable when I was a kid, so I didn't mm-hmm. know what the Disney Club or what do they call it? Mickey, Mickey Mouse, Mouse Club. Club. Yeah, yeah, like I didn't really know any of that stuff, but you know what I did know what it was? Star Search. I knew what Star Search was. Right. And they showed her on Star Search. Um with Ed McMahon. We all know who Ed McMahon is, right? Well, right. anybody younger than us probably doesn't know who Ed McMahon is. He used to be um, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. They used to have this show, you, y'all. <laughs> there used to be a show that they would just go into rich people's houses and show you around. And we're talking about like r- super, super wealthy yeah. people. There's like gold everywhere, you know? Right. But it was, I mean, you know, voyeurism being what it is. We wanted say, to see no how those different rich people... It's different than what TV... A lot of reality oh, TV... for sure. I mean, that's what it is today. Absolutely. There's a hundred shows like that one show. Yep, absolutely. And this is not new. You know, I'm listening to an... I listen to a lot of podcasts, y'all. Like, a lot. In fact, when I brought up the subject of talking about podcasts with Thomas today, he was like, I don't listen to any podcasts. What are we going to talk about? Don't worry. I have enough to cover us all. Yeah. Um, I was listening to a podcast about um, influencers. I think it's called Under the Influence. It is called Under the Influence. Um, 
and basically it's talking about how we got to the point that we are with um, bloggers turning into influencers and all this type stuff. But y'all, this tale is old as time. You know, Lifestyles of Rich and Famous was back in the like 80s. And I'm saying 80s. It may have been 90s. Let's look it up. Um, but before that, they this podcast is talking about going all the way back to Vogue magazine in the early, I'm sorry, the late 1800s is when I think it was Vogue magazine they were talking about. So... We have always wanted to know how the next class above us lives. 84 to 95. Yes. Okay. So solidly in the middle of both of those decades was Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. So we've always had interest in knowing how the the social class or the monetary class above us lives their lives. Yeah. Um, we're not, we're not ever interested in the one right below us. No. We're only interested in the one above us because we're always reaching for the next one up. And, um, and that's, that's happened forever and ever through fashion magazines and things like right. that. And then now it's become more of like the homes, how, what, you know, where, the, yeah. where they what live. Is, what does their house look like so that I can make my house look like that? And it, it's interesting cause I have not listened to any podcasts to, talking about this subject, but it feels like. There maybe there used to be some idea that there was some separation between what you could afford and what you couldn't afford. With the ability to have credit these days, it feels like the lines are way more blurry between right understanding what's actually able for you know something you can actually afford and what you probably shouldn't be buying just because you saw like there's. I think the influencer level of thing blurs the lines because you don't really know how much money they make. Yeah. And you've never heard their name before. So you're not like a famous person. So you're not going, oh, I want Angelina Jolie's kitchen. And you're not in your head saying, well, I can't get Angelina. Like, I don't I don't make movies. I don't make millions of dollars. You know, you just assume they make all this money. You have no idea how much an influencer on social right. media is making. And so you're like, oh, I could probably get that kitchen. And then you go and you put it on a credit card or you go get a loan for it. And it's not really feasible for everybody. Well, I think there's that. But I think there's also ways to accomplish that look without paying that price. Yeah, I mean, we could go down that road all day long for sure. Most people are not capable of achieving that, though. Most but people... They, they see something on Pinterest or on social media. And they're like, oh, I like that. Yeah. I think I can do that. And, you know, maybe you look at it, it's like, well, I can't do it how they did it. But I can still get that look and I can look luxurious. Yeah. Even though it's... Maybe not. Yeah. All I'm getting at is that forever and ever and ever, we have always looked to the person that's making more money than us and been, you know, not jealous, but want to do a little better for ourselves. A little better, a little better. And I just feel like these days it's a little blurred on that front. Yeah. So today after the finish of the documentary about the 90s from punky brewster which thomas only watched half of it and then i watched the rest of it today and then immediately after punky brewster's (laughs) i shouldn't call it punky brewster that's not her name (laughs) but anyway right after that ended i didn't i just kind of like sat on the tv i sat on the sofa and i was like playing on my phone i don't know but the next thing that came up was more 90s nostalgia i don't know the tv must just know that that was what i was into but up came seinfeld Seinfeld was next. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really good too. Now, was Seinfeld 80s? No, that was definitely 90s. (gasps) All in the 90s? Yeah, had to be. Uh Uh-oh. We're about to find out exactly what year it was. Um, 89. (gasps) Ooh, just made it in there. 89 to 98. Okay. 
yeah, that was good stuff for sure. But I will say that I didn't really watch uh, Seinfeld that I much. I watched it. I remember it was watching old, it. It was too old for us, I think. Some of the jokes, yeah, some of the things. I, I want to say I watched it not when it was coming out, though. I watched it. Yeah, like, I mean, 90. Would you say it ended? 98. 98. We were like in, we were 11 school. or something. Yeah. No, that's not good math. Oh, it's not good math. You're right. <laughs> it ended in 97. Oh, we were 16? No. 98. Jeez Louise, you do the math. How old were we? I would have been 16. 15, 16 is how old we would have but been. But I remember by the time it ended, we were kind of like, it was done, done. Like it probably We were in ended. high school when that happened. I mean, I remember it was something that we talked about. Yeah. And I was like, I would maybe sometimes catch me back then. Like you had to know when the show was on and watch the oh, show yeah. when it Scheduled came on. Scheduled TV. Mm-hmm. But it would always, we had like TBS or TNT, whatever. We had cable. So they would always be showing episodes on that. And oh, I yeah. would watch. You know what that. show I never got into and never will have nostalgia for? Friends. Yeah. Did you ever watch Friends? We I did watch it, but not. There's just a real cult. Fo- it's not even a cult following. Yeah, it I was like big major. I'm not a big. No, I'm not into it at all. Like I think I watched it because it was funny. There were parts of it that were funny, but you know, yeah, keeping up not... with all the characters and their relationships. That show was very like relationship based. Yeah, and it just was not my was jam. Just not, yeah, at all. Not appealing. another one I didn't watch was Sex in the City. Okay, never watched. Did that. you know there's a Mandela effect for that? The title of that show. Okay, back up and explain what. What the Mandela, Mandela effect? effect is, oh, okay. Yeah. So the Mandela effect is something where you basically think something is one way and you swear it's one way. Right. And then you find out it's actually something else. And there's a lot of other people who think it's the same way as you do. And you all think that. Right. That it's completely there's, wrong. They, there's something about there being like a hole in the time. Uh, doubt it. So, you mean doubt it? Oh, <laughs> Thomas. The fact that you even said doubt it. Anyway. <laughs> Time and space continuum. I don't even know what there's like a wrinkle in time and it came through. And you know, now the Berenstein Bear, like of all the things to have come through this hole, it was like Berenstein Bears. That was the biggest one, though. (laughs) That's the one we're like, it's yes, Berenstein. (laughs) I definitely was wrong about that one. I think everybody's wrong about that. Okay, I'm still going to say it wrong right now because I'm not sure. It's either sex in the city, I think it's sex and the city, A and D. But it's one or the other. It's either in. I think it's and. You think let's, it's and? I also it. think it's and. Let's find out. Look at this big old Google show. It's and. Yes. Okay. All right. So some people say in. Sex in the city. <laughs> Which, I mean, they both make sense. If yeah. you've seen the show, I've seen a couple episodes, but they make sense. It's and. And the city. Anyway. I'm, I never watched that show. I couldn't. I know what's her name was on it. Uh, Sarah Jessica Geller. Yep. Wait. No. I'm thinking Sarah, Sarah Michelle Parker. Parker. Sarah Michelle Geller is who I'm yeah. thinking of. <laughs> All right, so I didn't tell you anybody else on that show though. <laughs> so those two shows will never be nostalgic for me. Clearly right. my nostalgia lies like late eighties to early nineties. Like ninety four, ninety five, somewhere Saved in by there. By the Bell, do you <gasps> have not, for that? not really that, like, big time for me. Oh man, I mean, I watched like, it time. for sure, but y'all are big nerds about Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Any other shows you got? I mean, other than cartoons, obviously, we watched. That was again mostly what we watched cartoons, but in in terms of like real people shows. You had cable though, yeah. which I didn't have, so I was very subject to whatever. What I mean, I don't even know. Was Friends I, a cable show? I think I have a feeling that was like NBC or something. Let me tell you what we watched at night at the Cannon House. The PBS News Hour. 
Jeopardy. <laughs> Jeopardy. The McNeil Lehrer News Hour came one from six to seven, I believe. And so that was a big chunk of time. That's like prime time yeah, that TV. Is prime time. And you were watching that Lord have mercy. And then uh if you really got special with it, you'd be watching um the also PBS, the murder mystery Dateline. thing. A lot of like we watched a ton of Dateline. Father Dow was it Father McDowell or Father Dow murder know. mysteries? Yeah, you told, you've asked me about that before, and I'm like, what? Or it's like, <laughs> Never uh, heard it was a it was a priest and a <laughs> and a nun who were solving murder crimes. Yeah, did not watch that. <laughs> and look, I don't want anybody to ever tell me that my murder podcast love is creepy. It is comes from childhood. Yeah. I mean. I get it honestly. That's all that was, they must have been showing a lot of murder TV on back yeah, in the because, day. Yeah, because you know, actually, so you know, back then there was only one TV. Not like today. Like all these right. kids can go to a different TV and watch a different show. Right. But yeah, we watched. Now that you say that, unsolved mysteries. <gasps> we would watch the mess out of that. Uh, Robert Sack was the creepiest host. Creepiest. Yeah. And now it's come back, and I'm not into it. Also, Rescue Nine One One. Rescue Nine One One. Yeah, that was like reality TV. They used to do the dramatic re reenactments, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like the kid that had the toothbrush in yes. the back of his throat. Those were so scary. That would really scare you off of doing anything, running, like jumping on a trampoline or jumping off a trampoline. There was a kid running around with a knife, and he came around the corner and stabbed <gasps> his sister. Oh you remember gosh. that one? No, I don't remember that one. Don't run with a knife in the house. That was another Robert. Wait, that was um Robert. Who? Who was the host of... Um, it was the guy that was uh, not, William Shatner. William, not Robert. Yeah, William Shatner. Yep. Yeah. And then he was a Priceline guy later. And we were like, hey, there's a Rescue 911 <laughs> guy. <laughs> well, my dad was into Star Wars, so that was... I mean, Star Trek. Holy yes. cow, that, I just blasphemed, I'm sure, to oh, some someone, of our listeners. <laughs> someone is going to come Star after Trek. you for that. Yeah, my dad was a big Star Trek person, too. I, cu- I couldn't handle it even back then. Yeah, I couldn't either. Isn't it funny how I'm sitting here saying... There's no choice but true crime because it was my childhood. Yeah, there was but another choice. There was another you choice. Watch some Star Trek. I no, I was not interested even then. I would either fall asleep in front of the TV, which you know how it used to be, eighties kids. You would fall asleep laying in front of the TV, yep. and it was like right in your face, right yeah, above your head, like right in front of the TV. And man, if that thing ever fell on you, which it did several it times, because it, it always fell on you. Yeah, I had one follow me. No, oh, never fell on me. It fell on my two of my sisters twice. Y'all, the TVs would fall on people all the time. <laughs> all of a sudden, they're so heavy. We're not talking about a flat screen TV. These TVs probably weighed 50 or 75 oh, pounds. Those things are so heavy. It doesn't depend on how big your TV was. The bigger the TV, the more it weighed. And by the way, I don't know how it wasn't. Now, once upon a time, they were built into a cabinet. They were like, yeah. it was sat on the floor, and it was a TV that kind of... It's like a piece of furniture. Like a piece of furniture. But then the way that we had ours at our house was... It was on what we called a TV cart. Yep. Did you ever have a TV cart? Yeah. <laughs> and it had a little a little drawer with all the cassettes in there. <laughs> no, we look. Y'all don't have any there cassettes. There is no v- no. We did not get a video a VCR, VCR until probably like my baby brother was born circa 1992. Wow. Oh my gosh, what year was he born? 2, 3, something in there. Yeah. So, we went a long time. And then my parents realized how great it was, and all of a sudden we had every Disney movie yeah. known to man so that we could pop it in while we were driving places in the van. That was the greatest. Y'all were so fancy with we that went, TV in the we van. Went, yeah, we went from no VCR in the house period whatsoever to like VCRs on every surface so that entertainment children. Yeah. Plug them in. And then you had the um, the the videotape rewinder. Yeah. That was fancy. We didn't have one of those. <gasps> we got one. Every, I don't know why. Yeah. 
At the end of every blockbuster movie, it was hit that rewind, put it back in the box. Please be kind and rewind. Be kind, please rewind. That's what it used to say. Be kind, rewind. But yeah, those those TV carts, ours, it had wheels on it, but our wheels were on carpet. That bad boy wasn't going going anywhere. anywhere. That's right. (laughs) Wasn't supposed to. And it was had faux, as I recall, it had uh, like faux wood, um, almost like contact paper or something on it. Everything was made of like tubular metal and press board wrapped with faux wood contact paper. Ours was a real like oak. (laughs) Dang, ours was nice, fancy, real nice. (laughs) But it had a big TV on it, so it had to be sturdy. And there's no, it's not like IKEA where they warn you against not strapping it onto the wall. There was none of that. You were just gonna possibly because you know if you're laying in front of the TV, you're gonna put your feet up. Yes. Up under the TV. Or oh, so like that's how it cart. fell on my sister's That's too. always how it falls on people. They, But they opened the drawer. Oh. And so now the weight's out in front. <laughs> and I think they stepped on the drawer or something. Oh, or yes. That's always Maybe the they opened the drawer too far, you know? Yeah. You would think they would have engineered that a little better. No. <laughs> I mean, it's the 80s. They were like, <laughs> buyer beware. Dr- drawer loader beware. Surely dad will be watching. <laughs> Make sure the kids don't Oh my gosh. Also... Um, okay, so the first TV, no, I'm not going to say the first TVs. The first TVs in my memory had a dial on them. So you turn the dial to get to a station. At one point, we had the TV that had buttons. Because, guys, we lived, we lived in a time before there were remote controls for TVs. The kid was the remote control. The kid. That's why you were laying up there, by the way. You don't know that. That is true. That's why you were laying up there. (laughs) Yeah, that's why they let us lay in there. They were willing to risk our lives on the TV falling on our heads right. in order to be convenient change to change the channel. The channel. Um, but my dad broke his leg or his ankle at one point, and he had crutches. He used to use his crutch to push nice. the numbers on the TV. <laughs> you have to sit pretty close for that, though. Oh, you better know. The TVs aren't that They were not that big. Like, you were sitting pretty close yeah, to it, and it's still you weren't seeing much. I mean, it's pretty incredible. Have you seen a original TV, how small those screens right. were? They're like... Less than the size of a tablet. Right. And they were round. Yeah. They weren't even rectangular or square or whatever. I don't know how the heck any kind well, of film better person. better than radio. It, you know, your your options were radio or this. Yeah. You would take that. <laughs> Anything over radio. Well, I mean, it was high tech for their, for their time. <laughs> it was a newfangled thing to do. Yeah. And then our newfangled thing was a VCR with the automatic rewinder. Fancy. Well, thank you all for going down memory lane with us. I didn't know we were going to go all the way to TVs and VCRs. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> the windy road. Memory lane is a windy road. But are we remembering it at all? I mean, we're sitting here justifying yeah, each other's I memories. So I don't know. Maybe it never happened that way. I'm sure. Look, my sisters listen to this podcast and they like to pick apart some of the things I say because they're wrong sometimes. Yeah, they'll tell you. They'll tell me if they're wrong. They'll tell me if I misremembered my dad's crutch being the one that was pushing the numbers or who the maybe he was on. hitting you with the crutch and you were like getting up and changing, changing the, the channel, channel. <laughs> mm, i think i would have remembered that but maybe not who knows anyway all right guys if you have any memories about your 80s and 90s raising you youngins don't even bother don't even talk to us we yep. didn't have cell phones we didn't have remote controls on our tvs uh you can email us at building at gmail.com you can comment on instagram at Building Aaronsburg or on Facebook at, at Building Aaronsburg. Also, you can watch this stream on YouTube at Building Aaronsburg. Until next time, bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.
booty it hurts sitting in this chair. What are we at time-wise? 27. Oh, we're almost there. Do you have any more nostalgias? 